0: And on this week's show, we look back at the just-ended English Premier League season with our analysis on the highs and lows, plus some fascinating statistics on where the title was won and lost and on which players made the difference for their clubs. Also, the second part of our interview with Nigeria and Watford striker Isaac Success, who tells us how life in the English Premier League compares with life in Spain, where he played for Malaga.
1: Do I believe myself? I believe if I want to achieve what I want to achieve, because it's a bigger challenge here in the UK and England.
0: Well, before we get to that, lots of exciting football in the CAF Champions League in group games this past week. We had a cracking game here in Harare as Caps United of Zimbabwe beat USM Alger of Algeria by two goals to one. Lots of attacking play and Caps United, who knocked out the five-time champions, T.P. Mazembe, in qualifying for the group stage, took another big scalp. In Group B, Zamalek of Egypt to top with four points, uh, then Caps and USM on three points, Al-Athli Tripoli of Libya on one point. In Group A, Etoile du Sahel of Tunisia have a clear lead on six points, after a 2-1 win away to Al Reik of Sudan. In Group C, the defending champions Mamelodi Sundowns had a big 3-1 win away to A.S. Vita of the DR Congo. They're the joint leaders with Esperance of Tunisia on four points. And in Group D, Al-Athli of Egypt had a good 2-0 win away to Cottonsmore of Cameroon. Zanako of Zambia beat Widad Casablanca of Morocco 1-0. So top of the table there in Group D with four points are Al-Athli and Zanako. The next game's on next weekend. And Zambia are through to the knockout stage of the FIFA Under-20 World Cup in South Korea. Uh, The young Chipolopolo won their first two games. They are the African champions. Uh, Guinea and South Africa have struggled. Senegal have a chance to progress. Uh, They have one win and one defeat. And probably a draw against bottom of the group Ecuador on Sunday. We'll see Senegal through to the second round. Ghana will play Mali in Sunday's final of the Under-17 Africa Cup of Nations in Gabon. Ghana beat Niger on penalties after a goalless draw, and Mali knocked out Guinea also on penalties after a 0-0 draw. Well, we'll keep you updated on those tournaments, but now to our main topic this week, the English Premier League, as the season ended last Sunday with Chelsea the champions and Tottenham finishing as runners-up. So much to talk about. Our European football expert Stuart Weir joins us. Stuart, what are your reflections?
2: Well, I think Chelsea are worthy winners. It's hard to deny that. But, I mean, look at poor old Tottenham. You know, They scored more goals than Chelsea, they conceded less, and they lost less games than Chelsea in only finished second. And, again, I think you, that Liverpool in particular showed that they could be challenging. So, a great
0: season and so much even to look forward to already for next season. Uh, now, stay with us, Stuart. But, uh, Solomon, what are your thoughts uh, on this English Premier League season? Steve, it has
3: definitely been a very great uh, EPL season. And I feel no EPL season is the same. Every season is very different from the way teams compete uh to the way the coaches compete, to the goals scored. And and I think that's what makes the EPL very, very interesting. That's why a lot of people call it the, the most exciting league in the world. And I think also the fact that, you know, at the beginning of the season, nobody really uh, tipped Chelsea to come in and and get the results the way they, they got the results. You know, last season they struggled with Jose Mourinho, but now they brought in Antonio Conte and he came in and, and did well. You know, when nobody really expected them to do as well as they did. You know, Manchester United, a lot of people expected them to do better than they did. You know, especially signing uh, Ibrahimović there and there's Paul Power. A lot was expected of them. Another one there, Liverpool quite a lot of expectations you know I, I think Tottenham did well uh, so it, it's really been uh, a totally good season and and it's just you know some of the red cards and some of the bans that we saw I think is just unnecessary I think some of the low points for me and also some of the low points is just watching Riyad Maris not really competing well and not really keeping to form of last season with Jeremy Verdi and the whole Leicester team but a lot of African players did well which is what I'm really happy about especially Victor Moses who at the beginning of the season not a lot of people thought he was really going to do well and and he became the third Nigerian and the 15th African player to win the you know EPL title which is really a, gr- a great thing for him uh, playing in a very new unfamiliar right wing back role you know excelling with his dynamic play out right and, and his direct running also Victor Wanyama uh, the Kenyan did very very well the hard man in the midfield Credit to him, yeah, he did so well. And and Sadio Mane for Liverpool, uh, player of the season for them, of course. A great one there with Joel Matip from Cameroon. They they did well. So I feel those are like really some great uh, players, African players that did well. And, and not forgetting Wilfred Ndidi of Nigeria. He transferred from a Belgian club in January came into Leicester, broke into the midfield, did so well, caught some great, spectacular goals, and he's a
0: player definitely to watch for next season. Well, thanks very much for that, Solomon. And we've been asking for your comments on the English Premier League on social media. On Facebook, Amadou Drame in the Gambia says, My high is the way that Chelsea and coach Antonio Conte opened a new page to clinch the trophy. And my low is the way that Tottenham ended their season. Many people believe that this season would be theirs, but I wish them all the best, says Modu. On WhatsApp, Stanley and Ghana really enjoyed the season, saying it was great, full of fun, entertainment and excitement. I enjoyed it and seeing my team Chelsea clinch the title was a great moment, says Stanley. I'm looking forward to next season and more enjoyment. Musa Mane in The Gambia is a fan of Manchester City and says my high was when City made it four wins out of four, but my low was when we lost to Monaco in the Champions League and crashed out without any silverware after that impressive start to the season. Donald in Cameroon says, Remember at the beginning of the season you asked who will win the English Premier League? Well, I told you that a lot of people would fancy Man United and Man City. But I believed in my team Chelsea, and it came true, says Donald. While all praises go to Antonio Conte, I felt bad for the Hull City manager because I liked him, but unfortunately his team was relegated. Well yes, Hull did indeed drop down to the Championship along with Middlesbrough and Sunderland, despite the best efforts of their coach Marco Silva. To Lamine Sané in the Gambia, who says it was a long season with lots of twists and turns. Chelsea didn't start well, but they put their house in order and were winning on a consistent basis, says Lamine. Spurs' excellent team pushed Chelsea to the end, but mentally they couldn't handle the pressure. My biggest low point was seeing Leicester City struggling, leading to coach Claudio Ranieri being sacked after his fantastic job the previous season. And finally, says Lamine, our African players did very well and they will also be big part players again next season. To Senegal now and Modu Lamine Marong says that my highlight of the season was watching Chelsea's N'Golo Kante because in my view he's one of the best defensive midfielders in the world. Absolutely. Alfred Mdimba is in Malawi. A big hand for Chelsea, says Alfred, and Tottenham also impressed me. The English Premier League is becoming interesting as teams that were considered small are now proving their strength. Last season it was Leicester City. Uh, Well, Alfred, uh, this season the smaller clubs uh, did struggle to get into the top eight, uh, but Southampton finished eighth, Bournemouth ninth, and West Brom were in tenth. Uh, But after Leicester's remarkable title win last year, some would say that normal service has been resumed. To Sierra Leone now, and Jesse Rando says, uh, This season the English Premier League was something special to talk about. The tempo of the league and the richness makes it more classical, says Jesse. At first, we had about four big teams in the league. Now we have more than four. The league has grown to a new great height thanks to the great managers and players. Seal Tucker, also in Sierra Leone, says, to be honest, I've been impressed by Tottenham. On the other hand, some decisions made by referees were not right at some moments, thus hampering some teams in the title race. We'll get Stuart's thoughts on that shortly. Uh, also we heard from Sana Jaune, who's an Arsenal fan in the Gambia, saying, although it's not been a good season for my team Arsenal, plaudits to Arsene Wenger for beating Mourinho for the first time in the league. My lows were Arsenal finishing below Tottenham and losing to Watford, Crystal Palace and to West Brom. Thanks for that, uh, Sana. And we had a voice message from Mahari Cham in the Gambia giving us his thoughts on the best players of the season.
3: No doubt that Liverpool's Sajomani Mane is Africa's most outstanding performer this season in the Premier League, even though teams like West Ham, Sunderland and the likes have more African contingents. But I think Liverpool's Sajomani Mane is the best player in the Premier League this season. These stats have been amazing this season. It's it's just so unfortunate that Liverpool have missed his services on this crucial time of the of the season. Well, he is no doubt the most outstanding African performer in the Premier League this season.
0: Well, thanks very much for all of those comments. It's always great to hear from you. Uh, Stuart, let's um, go through some of those comments there. Jesse Rando in Sierra Leone saying, we used to have a big four and not the case now. And it uh, does add to the excitement, doesn't it? Well, yes. I mean, I think that Tottenham have very much
2: pushed their way into that top group. And, well, obviously they finished second this season and had a good run last year. And it's good to see Liverpool being resurgent. Arsenal, you'd have to include among the top clubs, but of course they rather went backwards and for the first time in 20 years not qualifying for the Champions League next year. Nobody was able to do a Leicester in terms of a completely unfancied club uh, winning the league, but even none of the, you might say, lesser teams really challenged uh, this season. Everton might have been the closest. At times they looked really good, but just were a little bit lacking in quality. To actually get into the top four.
0: And Stuart Musamane and The Gambia there saying he's a Manchester City fan. Uh, as he pointed out, they made an explosive start, but um, how would you assess their season overall? Well, I actually agreed entirely with Moussa's assessment
2: that they promised so much and didn't quite deliver. And, I mean, to surrender a two-goal lead in the Champions League away to Monaco was very disappointing. But I suppose, to be fair to Pep Guardiola, he did inherit a squad with quite a few players on the wrong side of 30, and I would expect to see quite a lot of new players coming in this summer. I thought it was interesting that Donald picked up on Marco Silva at Hull, And I think Silva probably didn't quite have enough good players to stay in the Premier League. And perhaps you could also say that he wasn't given enough time to turn things round. Now, I loved Modo and Senegal. Referring to N'Golo Kanti as the best defensive midfield player in the world. Now that is high praise, but I'm actually struggling to find anyone that I would say was better. So that was a good call and I think that player is really just getting better and better. You know, Sil Tucker picked up the issue of mistakes by referees spoiling the season. And, of course, referees are only human, and they will make mistakes. But there do seem to have been an awful lot of mistakes this year. I mean, look, take Leicester's last two games, when Jimmy Vardy had a perfectly good goal disallowed for offside, and the previous week, Manchester City had a goal which was blatantly offside given against Leicester. And, you know, Steve... There's prize money according to where you finish in the Premier League table. And less actually lost $8 million by those two decisions going against them and moving them down a couple of places.
0: Yeah, sure. Now, uh, Manchester United uh, got some comments from uh, fans of the Red Devils. And Lamine Drame in The Gambia says, I'm disappointed with my team. Huge money was used and they end up in sixth position. Uh, Lamine does say that Tottenham played well, and uh, thumbs up to them. Uh, Fode Silla, also in the Gambia, says, As a Man United fan, getting to the Europa League final is a good thing, but there have been bad performances by the coach in the English Premier League. The way that Manchester United's mentality has changed from a top team in Europe to perhaps an inferior one is disheartening, says Fode. United is no longer an attacking team, and in my opinion today they are no better than the one under David Moyes and Louis van Gaal. Please let's attack next season, says Fode. Before we get to that issue of the attacking, Stuart, Man United winning the Europa League final on Wednesday. Has that redeemed their season?
2: Well, I found it very strange to see Manchester United going into games like Arsenal and Tottenham away, not picking their strongest team. But Jose Mourinho had decided that his best way of salvaging the season was to win the Europa League. Now that he's done it, I think you've got to say, well, he has achieved the target and Manchester United are back in the Champions League, but at a cost.
0: Uh, Stuart, uh, Fode's comment on what really is the heart and soul of Manchester United, or was, uh, an attractive attacking team, uh, he says they are no better than the team under David Moyes and Louis van Gaal, and they have lost that identity. Can anything be done to bring back the kind of football that they played under Sir Alex Ferguson for those 20 years?
2: Well, I think that... Jose Mourinho inherited a squad which wasn't quite good enough, and I think it will take some time for him to develop it the way he wants. You know, last season, Manchester United lost five games, which was the same number as Chelsea, and that includes their last two away games at Tottenham and Arsenal, where they didn't put out their strongest team. But if you compare Chelsea and Manchester United, each lost five games, and of the other 33 games, Chelsea won 30, and drew three. Manchester United won 18, and drew 15. And it was those 15 draws that killed United, particularly the 10 home draws. And you know, I like the comment from Silla about United not having that air superiority anymore, but I think, sadly, the reason is they're not superior anymore. They really don't have the best players in the league, and it may take a while for that to develop. I would expect to see Jose Mourinho making some big signings, And, of course, this is still slightly at the level of rumour. But uh, Antoine Griezmann uh, has said this week that he thinks it's uh, 60% sure that he will come to Manchester United in the summer. If he does, I think that could really transform things.
0: Yes. Well, this week on social media, we're focusing on that question about Manchester United. Will they become an attacking team again? Send us your thoughts. And no doubt they are not as attractive as they were under Sir Alex Ferguson. Jose Mourinho prefers to get the results rather than play attractive football. So will Man United return to the attacking, exciting football that used to be their hallmark? Send us your thoughts on WhatsApp, plus 4479 232 780. That's plus plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Or go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa, and you can post a message there. Well, this is Planet Sport Football Africa, brought to you by Passion for Sport. And you can download our app and listen to the show any time. To download, go to the Play Store or the Apple iTunes App Store and enter Planet Sport Football Africa. Then you can listen to the show any on the app and access past programmes too in our archive. Also, you can listen to the show on our website, planetsportfootballafrica.com, and our Twitter handle is at planetsportfa. Well, we stay with the English Premier League here on the show as we go to the second part of our interview with Nigeria and Watford striker Isaac Success. He joined the English club from Malaga in Spain a year ago and made a bright start but has been troubled by injury. Now last week we heard about Success's journey growing up in Benin in Nigeria and then moving to Spain before achieving the dream of playing in the English Premier League, although he said that it has been a frustrating debut season because of injury problems. Well, in this part, Success talks about the Nigeria national team with Planet Sport Football Africa's Oloashina Okaleji. Success made his Super Eagles debut this year. Uh, First, though, Oloashina asked how life in Spain compares with life now in England. Well,
1: uh, I think UK is more busy. It's more busy than Spain. Spain is very calm. And uh, you have to live two times of a professional life in UK to get to your goal because they love a lot of distractions, and, uh, and I believe, as, as I do I believe myself, I believe if I want to achieve what I want to achieve, because it's a bigger challenge here in the UK and England, where it's like one of the top league. So you just have to behave and uh, and get what you want and, uh, and be happy. The Super Eagles, you're back here now, you've been trying to really show yourself in the Super Eagles. Now, this is a big opportunity for you. Do you think you have a point to prove to anyone? I don't. I don't really have a point to prove to anyone. Before I go invited, they know my potentials already. They know they know the impact as a player I can, I can add to the team. But it's a privilege for me, I swear, to be here because this is my second call-up and the, the first one i some point in Nigeria. So my, my own nation, due to the injury... And uh, I'm not, I'm not happy that I'm here finally to prove everyone wrong. And uh, the aim, hem- the aim of being here is to, is to do something that I've been missing, that I've been missing in the team, Nigeria team. And the uh, most important is for us to win all games, and that's it. Until some year, the strike force, me say wingers, strike force up front. That seems to be where Nigeria have loads of talented players. You look at yourself, you look at Keleshi, you look at Igalo, you look at Ideye and several other players. When you look at these names, what comes to your mind? Just a chance to fight or a big competition? It's not really a competition. It's just those players you've called, they're good players. They're players that we want to play with. And uh, we all want team and everyone is fighting to be in the team. That's the first priority first. And when you get to the team, when you're among the team, you fight the the starting eleven, and then anyone can start in this team. And uh, I think everyone is is eligible to play any game anywhere, anytime in the world for the Super Eagles. So we are just waiting for that time, and when it comes, we'll make use of it. What would it mean for your career to play at your first African Cup of Nations as well as the World Cup? A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, because this is this is the top, this is the top team. In nigeria national team the super eagles and at this age i am now i'm in the super eagles already I should, i'm really proud of myself i'm really proud of the artwork i'm really proud of the support all over the world from the fans from loved ones, from family i'm really happy about it and uh, they haven't stopped yet there's a lot to do so we'll keep finger crossed and keep on working with the team isaac we wish you all the best of success in life thank you
0: Well, that's a great name, isn't it? Uh, Nigeria and Watford striker Isaac Success, speaking to Planet Sport Football Africa's Oloashina Okaleji. Uh, By the way, he's just 21 years old, is Isaac Success. Those opening games for the 2019 Africa Cup of Nations qualifiers are just two weeks away. We'll see if he can get a place in the Nigeria team. So Watford finished 17th in the English Premier League, just one place above the relegation zone, although well clear of danger, six points away from the drop zone. Well, let's get to more thoughts now from Stuart Weir on the just-ended English Premier League season. Oh, Steve, I've been reading some really interesting
2: statistics uh, on the season, and let me just share some of that with you. Well, let's start with most goals scored. That was Harry Kane for Tottenham with 29 Romelu Lukaku at Everton, 25. Then Alexis Sanchez, 24 for Arsenal. Diego Costa at Chelsea and Sergio Aguera, 20 each for their clubs. Now, an interesting spin in that, though, is the importance of the goals. For example, Harry Kane scored four against Hull in the final game, but the score was 7-1, so his goals didn't actually make much difference. Now, Diego Costa's 20 goals brought an extra 15 points for Chelsea, whereas Harry Kane's 29 goals were only worth 15 points. So isn't it interesting You know that the goals that some people score are more crucial in terms of the stage of the game when they're scored and so on? Now, when you look at the top of the table, you cannot dispute Chelsea's right to be there because they were top of the table for 184 days of the season. Next was Manchester City, 75 days. And beyond that, Liverpool for 14 days. And even though Tottenham finished second, they were never top of the table during the year. Now, it's interesting to see how settled some teams have been during the season. Now, West Brom had the most settled team, only making 49 changes throughout the 38 games. Chelsea were second-least changes, 53. Liverpool third-least was 54. And contrast that with Manchester United and Manchester City, because United made 120 team changes during the season. You know, that's three players going in, three players going out every week, effectively. And Manchester City, again, were well over 100 team changes. So, isn't it interesting how, off those top teams, Chelsea and Liverpool had a very settled team, And Manchester City and Manchester United arguably didn't know what their best team was.
0: Yes, a continuity, uh, an important uh, factor there. Um, Stuart, the English Premier League, uh, what part did English players actually play in it?
2: Well, I've got some amazing statistics on that. I'm so glad you asked me that question, Steve. Take Bournemouth, for example. English players were on the pitch for Bournemouth for 23000 919 minutes. Now, that's a bit of a meaningless phrase, but just put it in context. Compare Chelsea, and they had English players on the pitch for 4,000 minutes. So that means that English players were on the pitch for Bournemouth almost six times as long as for Chelsea. And Watford were the second least, with Manchester City and Arsenal in the third and fourth least. And none of those had English players on on the pitch for one quarter of the time that Bournemouth did. I mean, obviously Bournemouth uh, don't have the budget to have as many overseas players, but it's an interesting trend that you have one team which has English players in their lineup six times more than another one does. This season, Sunderland, who finished bottom of the table, scored 29 goals. Jermaine Defoe scored 15 goals. And in 38 games, the rest of the Sunderland players put together scored 14 goals. Now, on the final day of the season, Andre Ayew headed a goal for West Ham against Burnley in the 72nd minute. And would you believe it, Steve? Jordan Ayew, his brother, playing for Swansea, headed a goal against West Brom also in the 72nd minute. Now, was that a Ghanaian... Coincidence? Telepathy? Or what? Now, you have to go back to 2009 to see the same team winning the Premier League two years in a row. But compare some other countries. Juventus and Italy have just won Serie A six years in a row. Bayern Munich have been German champions for the last five years. But the best of all is in Belarus, where Bate have been champions for the last 11 years. Um, Steve, I have an idea for some clubs called City that they need to change their name when they play Tottenham. Because last year, Tottenham beat Hull City 7-1 and 3-0. They beat Swansea City 5-0. They beat Stoke City 4-0. They beat Leicester City 6-1. And they beat Manchester City 2-0. So the next time you play Spurs, just change your name to United... Rovers, or just drop the City and you'll do better. Also, Steve, I can tell you why Manchester United and Tottenham and Arsenal and Liverpool have not won the league. It's because for the last four seasons, the team that won the Premier League has been playing in blue. Chelsea, Leicester City and Manchester City. It's surprising that no-one else has realised that and changed their colours. And finally, Steve, let's mention Angel Gomez, who made his first appearance for Manchester United when he came on as a sub in the last few minutes of the game against Crystal Palace. He's 16 years old and he is the first player born in
0: this millennium to play in the Premier League. Angel Gomez, right, uh, well done to him. Uh, thanks a lot, Stuart. Uh, next week on the show, Stuart will analyse the performances of African players in this just-ended English Premier League season. The FA Cup final coming up on Saturday, Arsenal against Chelsea. Also on Saturday, the Spanish Copa del Rey final, Barcelona take on Alaves. And the following Saturday, the 3rd of June, the big one, the UEFA Champions League final, Real Madrid taking on Juventus. Well, that's it for the show for this week. But on Facebook and on WhatsApp, we're asking, will Manchester United ever become an attacking team again? We talked about their Europa League victory, which has somewhat redeemed their season. But under manager Jose Mourinho, they're not playing the attacking, exciting football that used to be their hallmark. So can Man United become an attacking team again? Go onto our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. You can post a comment there or send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. From me, Steve Vickers in Harare from Solomon Oshoms in South Africa and Stuart Weir in the UK. Thanks a lot for listening. And Planet Sport Football Africa is a passion for sport production.